awesome with Allison and Eric too. Hooray. I'm, <laughs> I'm Allison, and my only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at me, laughing with me, or learning something new and helpful, I hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here in Pleasant Picture Studios with the one, the only, my man, Eric Robertson. This is the only time I ever feel uncomfortable in life. And that's why it is so much fun because... I just gave you power and I shouldn't have done that. Well, here's the thing is people are always saying, oh, your husband lets you do that. (laughs) Yuck, yuck. And I'm like, no, my husband doesn't let me do anything. My husband encourages me to be the most absurd person because he thinks it's amusing watching me embarrass myself. He's not embarrassed. It is fun for you. And so he's never embarrassed. I'm actually embarrassed of myself all the time. He's never embarrassed, except right now. It's not embarrassed. Is it because we talk about how burly, beautiful, manly, and talented you are? Yeah, because you just keep lying. Oh, baby, they're not lies. Okay, okay, how about fibbing a little bit? I only speak the truth. Okay, uh, we are so excited to be here. It's late, and it was last minute. We had a couple of topics that we were talking about, and we almost didn't do the podcast, and then I hopped into the inbox and read the kindest email of somebody sharing how the podcast has empowered them to try new things in their life and how they look forward to it each week. And I was like, Allison, I wish you weren't so selfish. I wish you I wish you weren't so selfish. Get your butt downstairs and do your freaking podcast. <laughs> so um, I just want you guys to know, like, I do get sick of hearing myself talk. I know nobody thinks it's true. But I t- <laughs> did you you pause there? Did you want me to jump in to validate you? Yeah, though? I did actually. You <laughs> freaking jerk! Where were you? Let's hear it. You don't talk too much. Oh no! I sh- be quiet. What that's, do you want to hear? That's not- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our marriage, in which I just craft a script for Eric to rehearse. And I better get it right. I want the delivery to be convincing. Welcome to episode 18. Today we're going to be talking about what to do with OPP. Yeah, you know me. And we're in this case, we're talking about other people's problems because I have been having some fun, enlightening, empowering thoughts about dealing with other people's problems. And I have this amazing visual that is both disgusting and phenomenal. And that's, as a, good, I, that's a good cliffhanger. Yeah. As I like to say, these are all things that will be in my book and or TED talk one day. <laughs> We can't wait. Thank you for your support. Um, but first, we have a couple of segments. Nobody cares about your kids. And I actually have a nobody cares about your kids. Usually, Eric likes our children a lot more than I do. <laughs> Usually, he thinks they're amusing and cute. They're pretty good. But of course, my nobody cares about your kids, in which we share something that nobody cares about, except perhaps the grandmas, which my mom said she started listening to the podcast, but I don't know if I believe her. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Marilyn, this is your pop quiz. Mare Bear. So, Rad is four. Yes, his name is Rad. And he just... Um, his beautiful long hair. His beautiful, silky long hair. And he's just a good time guy. He is down for a good time. Like, 
Nothing ruffles those that silky hair. A good time anytime. <laughs> a good time anytime. He's just a silly kid. And uh, he just, he was eating something or joking and he looked up at me and said, I want to lick myself because I taste delicious. <laughs> <laughs> he has a slight lisp too. So. I want to lick myself because I taste delicious. <laughs> I don't know why he turned into a southern boy. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> we, I wish he had a little southern accent. Aww. Speaking of eating things. Oh, yes. This is our segment, The Worst Thing We Ate, and we have a pretty good one. It was the worst best. The other night, Allison, about 9.30, said she was hungry. Everything was closed. So, Denny's came to mind. Well, because of what I wanted. I wanted spaghetti and meatballs. And there was nowhere where we could get spaghetti and meatballs. It was like either 9.30 or 10. It was like yeah, everything exactly was after everything was closing and you couldn't get it. You know, I've been a little bit healthier the last year, but this was a moment of give me the meatballs. <laughs> so I went and got spaghetti and meatballs and a big thing of nachos from Denny's. Huge. But how good was that? It was, you guys, I wish with all my heart that they were paying us to say this. I do. I wish with all my heart. It was delicious. I loved, because I like a sweet marinara sauce, like really sugary and sweet. And it was very sweet. And the meatballs were delicious. I think one of them might have had freezer burn, but other than that, and they forgot my garlic toast, but other than that. Yeah, it wasn't perfect. And then we watched 90210, which I have been loving. Oh, that 90s fashion gives me life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all we have to say about that. So here is a question that jumped out at me. And we're going to talk about what do you do with other people's problems? And I'm going to give you my disgusting, awesome imagery in a minute. But I want to read this email from Lacey. And Lacey, as a thank you for this email, we're going to respond. Um, we're going to get your address. We're going to send you an I'm doing awesome Tumblr and a new shack CD. But this is Lacey's question. And she says, what kind of reaction did you receive when the people close to you, say your siblings, parents, besties, learned that you were going to start blogging and or start a business branding yourself did they think you were crazy wasting your time how did you handle the discouragement and basically Lacey's question is that sometimes it's hard to allow yourself to be okay with the fact that the people you love and who support you usually might not be excited about your new venture and this question really jumped out at me because we had our come together event over the weekend it's done we raised money we were empowered. It was awesome. I can't remember what episode we talk about that, but I'll link to it in the show notes. And it was great. And I was sitting in the Come Together event, and it was a women's empowerment night. And one of the panels was being the boss of your own life, being the total boss lady. And that was a question somebody asked in the panel. Almost that exact same question. Lacey, was it you? So this question has been jumping out at me a lot. And this is something that I realized recently. So to answer your question first, Lacey, when I started blogging, yes, it was like, what are you doing? Why are you spending all this time doing this? How are you going to make money from this? And my dad is an entrepreneur and his opinion of what I'm doing really does give me a lot of validation and or if he doesn't think it's a good idea, it can really make me question myself. But because he's an entrepreneur and very creative himself, he's usually really on board, but he kind of was like, which was a very valid question. (laughs) How are you going to monetize this? 
you know it's funny because all of the questions he brings up are things that like years down the road I'm like why didn't I think about that but he brought it up at the time but yes people around me often are not excited or don't understand what it is I want to do and this is what it boils down to is you've got to figure out who are the people you can talk to who are your safe people for ideas and who aren't your safe people for ideas and I actually realized this the other day that I have two key people other than Eric who I talk to when I have business ideas and if either one of those key people doesn't respond with as much enthusiasm or interest as I want, it can demolish me because their approval gives me so much confidence. Their disapproval or even just their apathy can also demolish me. And I noticed this the other day. This happened with an idea that I was talking about. I didn't get the resounding approval or, you know, pump up that I was thinking I would get from one of these people. And I knew that it was the right thing for me to do. And I just had to realize that I was leaning on them too hard for approval and that what it boils down to is when people talk about following your gut that's what they're talking about when they talk about you feel like there's something you want to do and there's that dream or that idea that you want to pursue and you don't get the people rallying around you and cheering and telling you it's an amazing idea that's what following your gut is Eric, do you want to? Yeah, when you brought this up, I hadn't really thought about this much before. But what I what I kind of envisioned is I've been guilty of not being totally supportive of someone close to me doing something. This is what I think it is: is when you set out to do something out of the ordinary or something risky, the people close to you love you and want you to be safe, and so they're probably going to be more conservative with their outlook for you. You know, do the safe path, and it's more of a reflection of them and their. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah, exactly. So it, it it's their insecurities because when they all the all the all anyone can do is project their own experience and their own beliefs. So when they see you trying something new, they themselves might not be secure. They they can't see themselves doing that, and they can't see themselves succeeding. And so they're not going to give you that assurance. Mm-hmm. So if you notice what Allison's like, what you said, mm-hmm. if you can surround yourself with like-minded people, people that you want to be like, people that you um, have similar beliefs with, you're going to get you're going to get the answers you want. Now, do you need those answers? That's no. a double-edged sword. It is, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. You, you got to trust your gut because that's that's the most important. But I, I would just say don't judge the, the close people around you for not supporting you 100% because they probably truly want what's best for you and they just can't see mm-hmm. themselves doing that. And that's why they're not being totally supportive. But that doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do. And then, and that's with the assumption that these are people, your siblings, your parents, a close friend who really loves you. And like Eric says, they're looking at it through the lens of their experience, right? They have their glasses on and they can only see it the way that they would experience and they project their reality into it. Then you do come across people who also might be your siblings, your parents, your best friends, who for whatever reason, the thing that you're striving for triggers an insecurity or some sort of shame or some sort of feeling of inadequacy in them and it threatens them 
when you're aspiring. And again, and I'm not saying everybody walks around and you're like, Regina George, why is everybody so obsessed with me, right? But that is a reality. And again, like Eric said, it has nothing to do with you. And so, of course, it sucks when somebody projects their insecurities on you, um, but it's it's just not about you. At the conference, how I wasn't on the panel and I was trying really hard not to talk because like I said, I don't always want to talk. <laughs> Shut your face. I, this is the only thing I hopped in and I said, RuPaul quotes this, if they ain't paying your bills, pay them no mind. And I love, love, love this because this is what it boils down to is whether or not somebody's giving you money like if they're not paying your bills in other words if they don't have like some huge effect or stake or claim on your like livelihood and well-being why are you listening to them you know and and so my friend Katie from the beauty bureau I was really sad about something and something hadn't worked out and it was getting me down and she, she started quoting RuPaul to me, and then I, I turned on. Uh-oh. Now, sissy that walk. <laughs> sissy that walk. Oh, and it just give, it gave me life. Okay, so again, so how Lacey's question, when she's asking, what did you do when, when you started if people weren't supported, how that translates into other people's problems is that's exactly what it is. If somebody's not supportive of you, that's another person's problem. And lately, I've been thinking so much about how I let other people's problems into my life. And this is my favorite thing I've ever thought of. And here it is. Have you seen, is it Billy Madison? That's mm-hmm, the one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's the Adam Sandler. It's the Adam Sandler movie, Billy Madison. And again, we keep it PG on here because I know lots of you listen with kids in the car. And they doorbell ditch a flaming bag of poop on this old man's doorstep. And my brother Evan always quotes this as he opens up the door, the old man, and goes, it's the flaming bag of poop again. And they're laughing because he's calling it poop. And then his wife from the background goes, don't put it out with your boots, Ted. Do this, priest barber. It's one of those flaming bags again. Don't put it out <laughs> with your boots, Ted. Don't tell me my business, devil woman. Call the fire department. Oh. This one's out of control. <laughs> this is the best night of my life. <laughs> I'll get your kids for this. You're all gonna die. Okay, so think about other people's problems as this flaming bag of poop. And what people so often intentionally or unintentionally, right, do is they show up at your freaking doorstep with a flaming bag of poop. What are your options with the flaming bag of poop? What Ted does is he immediately goes to put it out with his boots. What does that do? Gets hot poop on his boots. Yeah, you get hot poop all over your boots, right? But it seems so urgent. It seems so pressing. I have to take this bag. I have to take care of it. I have to take this other person's problem, right? Or here's what I think is the funniest part about this is so often, not only do we take that other person's problem and try to put it out with our boots, which just then gets crap all over our boots, 
We take the bag from them and bring it into our home. We bring it into our life. We let it affect our decisions and our opinion of ourselves. And that is how I am deciding to treat other people's problems. Now, I don't mean other people's problems like somebody is suffering, somebody needs love and support. I mean the problems that people try to make our problem. Okay, so I'm going to share this example of how I've used this of not accepting the problem because I talked to one of my babysitters and she knows we've worked it out. So (laughs) this is what happened is I had a really, really, really busy work week, really stressful and a lot going on in my life um, personally and in work. And we have these a couple of awesome college girls who are babysitters and they you know they come in the afternoon I was at the gym and I was already really stressed out and I was trying to like you know run my stress out and I get this text message from her that she says I'm really stressed out with finals I can't come tomorrow and this is like totally last minute I have stuff scheduled and I'm furious I'm furious about it right now objectively I know life happens I care about her education I don't want her to be stressed with finals but at the same time that sounds like a personal problem (laughs) that you're stressed with finals because I'm stressed with life and my three children and a business and I don't cancel on you so you don't get to cancel on me right so what she did is she tried to make her problem my problem and I took it And I got really mad and I got really upset. And I was like, I can't believe she's doing this. I'm already so stressed out. It's freaking almost 10 o'clock at night. How am I supposed to find somebody before tomorrow? I have this important meeting, right? And again, like I said, I was already frustrated when I went to the gym. So I think this was an overreaction, but that's life. Sometimes we overreact, you know? And then I decided to not accept the problem. So I started writing a couple of text messages that were like, whatever. And then I I stopped and then I ran a couple of laps and I looked like a crazy person because I had just gotten this like face peel kind of and then my eyebrows done and they were like black and my face was red and I looked like an angry bird and then I was running around the track at the gym like an angry bird and and again and I talked to this babysitter she knows how much I freaking love her she's phenomenal it was just a bad night for me you know all of a sudden I was like I'm not going to accept this problem and so I texted her back and I said I'm so sorry to hear that that you're stressed, will you please find somebody to replace you? Because I really need those hours covered. And so I took that problem and I just handed it back to her. Or I didn't even hand it back to her. I I refused to receive it. And I did text a couple of people and I ended up finding someone. And she was like, okay, yes. And she scrambled and spent a lot of time finding someone too. And honestly, she wasn't intending to hand me a flaming bag of poop. That wasn't her intention, right? Right. But so often when, you know, she was also in a stressful place, she wanted to hand that flaming bag of poop off as fast as she could, right? Mm -hmm. And so that goes back to Lacey's question of if somebody doesn't support you or if somebody doesn't give you the affirmation that you need, it's their problem. It has to do with them. Like Eric said, either they're, they're thinking of it conservatively because they fear for you and they love you or... It maybe it triggers something that is a, a past shame point or insecurity for them, right? And I shared this a few episodes back that 
when we realize that other people's actions have nothing to do with us for the most part, it's the most freeing and liberating thing we can possibly understand and internalize. Right. Do you have anything else you'd like to add on other people's problems? Do you like my flaming bag of poop analogy? Yeah, it's very, very colorful. Is it very potent? Yeah, it's, it's pungent. <laughs> yeah, it's pungent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, the goal is to get to the point where you don't need affirmation from others to mm-hmm. follow your dreams. And that's ways you're said than done. But yeah, just realize, follow your gut. You're going to be way more satisfied if you do that. And you're, you're going to regret not doing something because of what others did or didn't do to, you know, mm-hmm. that's all I got. What you got is you got a lot, sir. <laughs> All right, so Lacey, thank you for that question, and I hope you guys let me know what you think about other people's problems. Again, I'm not saying that we don't help people and we don't look outside of ourselves. I'm saying that when somebody tries to make their issue your issue, I think uh, maybe stop, drop, and ask yourself, am I down with OPP? other people's problems do i need to accept this flaming bag of poop can i help them find some water rather than putting it out with my own boot right we want to thank you guys so 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 much for listening we hope that you i don't know this helped in some way somewhere somehow somehow somewhere west side story just in case you didn't know where i was going with that that. that's pretty good too you're welcome and we love 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 when you guys leave reviews on itunes when you send us emails at awesome with allison at the because just like Lacey's email today it helps us think of topics different things that we might want to share about and we love getting that feedback from you guys it means so much to us and i want to personally thank every single person who i see tagging me sharing the podcast you know that i believe that sharing is caring and on Honestly, the best way you can show a content creator of any kind that you care and appreciate their work is to share it. And so, like I said, we love those emails and those reviews on iTunes. They mean so much to us and we really value your time in sharing those. We either pick an email or a review every week and we share it and then we send out some I'm Doing Awesome tumblers and a new Shack CD, one of Eric's bands. And I also want to remind you guys that a lot of these topics in some form or another are covered in my newsletter in Allison's Year of Awesome. And that is a monthly calendar that I send out that has a different attribute each month that is all about helping us feel more awesome. The awesome attribute for May is ease. There's going to be a different attribute for June. And then each week, there's a weekly challenge to help you cultivate that awesome attribute. So if you aren't signed up for my newsletter, it's this really gorgeous free wall calendar that you can print. And then every week, I just kind of check in and I write and I share all the feelings like this week I shared about how I started crying um, hysterically while I was getting a pedicure from a 14 year old <laughs> um, not because of the pedicure just because I was mentally unhinged and he was so confused so um, if you're not reading my newsletter you're missing out on things like that again we want to thank you for being here and I really hope that you find something of value and if nothing else that you remember this only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be even if you sob in a nail salon to a 14 year old boy who is very confused you are awesome (laughs)
Eric, what are you going to take us out on? This is called Heart in the Rain by New Shack. It was featured on MTV's Awkward. You're awkward. <laughs>